Hey, 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 Jennifer here with the Honest Ugly Podcast, the place where we talk a whole lot about identity and intimacy. And today we're talking about how we can become friends with anxiety in such a way that we grow in our identity and our intimacy. So a raise of hands, where are the people who are willing to admit that they deal with some anxiety? I'm raising my hand. If that is you, you are very familiar with the tightness, the heaviness, and the suffocating way your body tenses up and scatters your brain where you can't focus on anything except the current moment of survival and the debilitating fear of whatever is triggering you. If you know what I'm talking about, today's episode about befriending anxiety, well, it's for you, my friend. And for those of you who aren't aware of any personal anxiety, this episode is probably pretty beneficial for you too. So keep listening. If this is you, if you have never considered that you might deal with more anxiety than you realize, I want you to think about the following statements. If you feel nervous or tense a whole lot, you might be anxious. Maybe if you just feel nervous a little, maybe if you feel tension a little, it might be some anxiety. If you have gut issues or digestive problems, you might be anxious. If you tend to worry or hyper-focus, you overthink and overanalyze, you might have some anxiety. And if you know what triggers you, if you know what bothers you and what causes you to spiral and the things that you try to avoid, if you know those things and you try to avoid those triggers, you definitely might have some anxiety. So before we dive into why admitting and befriending anxiety is beneficial for us, I'm going to start over with the same question that I asked at the beginning. Where are the people willing to admit they deal with some anxiety? Are more hands raising up in the air like, okay, maybe I do have some anxiety and I just didn't know it. What is it for you? What triggers anxiety, stress, and other negative emotions in you? Well, the majority of people would quickly respond to that question in such a way that it puts the blame on anything and anyone other than self. We might say things like, Our stress is triggered by certain toxic people. We might say that our emotions turn negative when certain circumstances come up or when we have to be around certain people, like people that just rub us the wrong way. Or we might even put blame on past memories of guilt or shame or expectations other people put on us. But do you see how we answer that question in a way that blames everyone else and it doesn't let us take any ownership of it? Guys, anxiety, stress, and negative emotions have such a bad connotation. And rightly so, there's absolutely nothing that feels good about anxiety. Nothing good about stress and nothing good about negative emotions. But for today's purpose, what if we start looking at our anxiety and our stress and our negative emotions as powerful tools to our wholeness and our healing? Can we do that today? Now, let me just say that I believe that all fear and all condemnation, all shame is straight from the enemy. Let's just say that I believe that anxiety is straight from the pit of hell. 
And you guys know what I'm talking about. Especially those of you who have said things like, Not today, Satan. Or, Get behind me, Satan. Guys, we know what a jerk the enemy is. We know he seeks to steal goodness from us. His mission is to put to death any life-giving joy we have. And he knows, or he wants, nothing more than to devour any goodness that we start to grab hold of. We know he seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, whether you believe in the enemy or God or not, we can all agree that there's a battle going on for our lives, a battle of evil and goodness. And I think that we can all agree here that evil wants to destroy us. Evil wants to keep us bound up in fear and anxiety so we can't show up and function at a high capacity. And goodness? Well, goodness is fighting for us to have victory. Goodness wants us to have freedom. Goodness wants to go, goodness wants us to have life to the full. But God is good and he came to give us a full life. Goodness is helping us show up at a high capacity so that we can create more goodness wherever we wherever we go. It's like the goodness in us when we sprinkle it around like confetti, it inspires more goodness. So of course the opposite is true about evil. Evil inspires more evil. The powers of darkness want to keep us bound and trapped and functioning at a very low capacity. And what I've noticed is that so many of us allow it to have its way in us. And it shows up in a debilitating way that looks a lot like triggers of anxiety and stress and worry and fear. So today, if by chance you believe in God, who is on the side of goodness, in case you've ever doubted it, he has promised to take every single thing in our lives and work it out for our good. So we can look at anxiety. So we can look at anxiety today. We can take this anxiety that the enemy throws at us. We can look at that anxiety and that I cannot say at an <laughs> at anxiety. We can look at anxiety as the enemy's scheming plan to destroy us. We, I'm sure that I don't have to explain on that. We know that the enemy wants to destroy us and he's using, using anxiety to do it. But we can trust that God can take that same trigger of anxiety and make it useful for our own benefit. If he promises, and he does, to take every single thing in our lives and work it out for our good, then he can take that trigger that the enemy sends our way to trigger us to anxiety and he can make it useful. Before diving into three benefits of befriending anxiety, I want you guys to consider this with me today. The forces of evil want us to blame others and stay bound bound in fear. So, of course, when we are triggered by anxiety, stress, and negative emotions, how do we normally respond? We respond in worry and fear, maybe even micromanaging. We get stuck in negative patterns. We stop dreaming. We stop, and I don't mean dreams like while you sleep, but I'm talking about dreams that you can put your hands to to cultivate your life. We stop taking care of our bodies. We stop creating We stop giving a crap about most of everything in our lives. We turn to empty addictions that never fill us up. 
We grasp and reach for things to ease the tension, but nothing works. We struggle with deep sadness and hopelessness. And, 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 you guys know the pattern of the, of the evil forces in your life. You know the way in which you spiral. And the way you spiral into negativity and, and anxiety attacks and just downward emotions, it's very unique to you. But hear me today, the way the enemy triggers us is pretty common. He's out to destroy all of us. Yes, how, how he attacks you is, a, is personal to you and unique to you, but he triggers all of us and he his schemes are pretty common and God is on to it, y'all. God in all his goodness wants to set us free. He wants to give us life. He wants to give us abundant life. And that abundant life to me means the fruit of his spirit be evident in us. Abundant life means that we just have this inner peace where we know he has not forsaken us. He is with us. He's walking through the fire. He's walking through the valley. His presence with us is the gift. His presence with us is the blessing. His presence with us is the abundant life. And he offers that to us. And peace is a true marker of our of our intimacy and our trust in him. A lot of us are walking around claiming we believe in Jesus, but we are not marked by inner peace. We might can fake it on the outside, but on the inside, we have this inner turmoil of anxiety and stress and worry and overthinking. We are not living from a place of true peace. And that is what I hope to help us get to starting today by befriending this anxiety. So does it mean that we can completely avoid anxiety? Absolutely not. A friend and I were talking about that today. Can we completely avoid anxiety? No, because the enemy does not stop. But we don't have to be controlled by anxiety. And we can start using it for our benefit. So if the enemy is not going to stop triggering us, then we can just start Playing with what he throws at us. Not playing with it like um, we're, we're going to pick it up and let it become us. But we're going to start using his tactics and work with the Lord and let it benefit us. Let it use, use what the enemy meant for harm and use it to our advantage. We can respond to God's plan to use triggers of anxiety to grow us and heal us and deepen our trust in him. I know you guys, if you're here in this podcast today, I know that is your heart's cry. You want to grow. You want to heal. You want your trust to be so deep in him that inner peace is a true natural response to all circumstances of your life. Now, I believe that God is using anxiety as an invitation for us to confess our fears and our struggles, our worries, our negative emotions all of it. But we don't like anxiety. So we tend to push it away. We don't want any part of it. But guys, what if we stop trying to avoid it? What if we start using it for our advantage? What if we confess our stress to God and we release it to him to deal with? What if we start admitting our fears and we ask God to help us let go of control? Oh, I can only say this stuff because it's what I have learned to do. It's the process that God has walked me through the last few years 
today at the bank, the teller asked me how I, how I was doing. And my answer was, well, I guess I could be lying to myself, but seriously, I have so much inner peace. Now, I told her this inner peace was pretty foreign to me if I look back at my whole life. But now I'm thinking, maybe, maybe, just maybe, this really is what peace looks like. Maybe this is what trusting in God feels like. Maybe this is what walking by faith and not by sight is really like. Maybe this is what it means to only care about what the one who says about me thinks. Being approved by God and being completely content in that. Maybe that's what this feels like. All I know is that inner peace started consuming my life when I started embracing the anxiety as a gift of God, as a gift that God was using, not that he sent the anxiety, but that he took the, that he takes the anxiety and uses it as a gift in my life to make me dependent on him. Not to make me, but to trigger me, not to bind me, but to set me free, to make me dependent on him. When I started being honest about all my negative emotions, when I started telling God all my concerns and worries and stresses and thoughts, when I stopped trying to rush through the hard days and I started learning to sit in them and invite God into those unbearable places where I thought I might suffocate or lose my sanity, I cried out to him and he answered me. And it all began with realizing that I had to befriend anxiety. I couldn't go around it. I couldn't avoid it. I couldn't go over it. I couldn't go under it. I had to go through it. And I had to learn that he would be with me every step of the way. And he would be my help. And he would would whisper truth into me. And he would heal the places in me when I couldn't do anything else but let him hold on to me. He showed up. And showed out, honestly, the inner peace that he has given me. Now, of course, it's a day-by-day process, but I mean, today's man is for today, not tomorrow, right? So here are some benefits I've noticed in my own life, and they're benefits I believe that you'll notice too if you start to befriend anxiety, if you start to realize that God is taking the enemy scheme of triggers of anxiety in our life and using them as a gift to us an invitation to express our honest, ugly mess to him so he can heal them. So the first benefit of befriending anxiety is that it gives us a greater sense of self-awareness. The anxiety triggers in us are an opportunity to observe what's going on inside of us. It's not about what everybody else is dealing with. It's about what's really inside of us. It lets us see our true emotions, our thoughts, our feelings. I would like to say that however we are triggered is really our deepest beliefs just coming to the surface in our physical bodies. So be aware of what's surfacing in you. Is it fear? Is it worry? Is it care about what other people think? It is not. Everybody else is not our problem. Circumstances are not our problem. What is inside of us and how we are responding or reacting rather, how we react to people in circumstances, that is that is what's surfacing up in us. And anxiety triggers are just mirrors for us to deal with our own crap. So befriending anxiety just gives us a greater sense of self-awareness, which is a which allows us to take that in all honesty to God. 
and ask him, help us with this. The second thing befriending anxiety does is it can actually increase our spiritual resilience. When we realize that anxiety is an invitation for us to be self-aware so we can confess, we learn to approach difficult situations with greater dependence upon God to help us. When things shatter, it's not going to disturb us as much. When things fall apart, we're going to be able to get back up more quickly because the spiritual resilience we build when we have complete dependence on God, it allows us to just handle unmet expectations and hopes deferred and grief and just awful, awfully hard things in our lives. It doesn't set us back like it used to when we learn to befriend this anxiety because it really does grow our spiritual res- or our spiritual resilience. We become more at peace with uncertainty and change because as we confess our own junk and let God have his way in us, we start to realize that God is constantly changing and growing us. That's his goal, to make us more into his likeness. And it's a good thing for us to grow, but it is really hard to navigate because we feel like we don't even know who we are. Everything can be so unfamiliar all the time when God is constantly changing and growing us. But we also begin to realize that the only thing that never changes is God's character. He is consistent and he is faithful. And learning to embrace or learning to befriend anxiety and building our spiritual resilience, it helps us choose inner peace because we know God is in control. When we can look at our lives and know that everything can change at the drop of a hat, but God is consistent, we we just can choose to seek peace and pursue it, knowing that he is sovereign and he is in control and that he will work all things out for good and that he will see us and everyone in our lives through to completion. So it just builds our spiritual resilience. The third thing that befriending anxiety can do is it can, God can use anxiety to create deeper connections of intimacy for us. Anxiety can be a huge barrier to forming deep relationships with God, with ourselves, and with others. And when we realize that anxiety may be our invitation to intimately connect and depend on God, we learn to approach Him with a lot more honesty and openness. When we become vulnerable with God, when we are honest with all the parts of us, He begins showing us our authentic selves. And we become more intimate and true to our own spiritual identity, which obviously trickles into having deeper, more authentic relationships with other people. But if we keep refusing to admit that he is surfacing in us, or if we if we keep refusing to admit that what he is surfacing in us in these anxiety triggers, like if we just push it away, if we ignore it, we don't admit it, we don't confess it, we will continue to keep ourselves distant from him. We'll, we'll be distant from our truest selves, and it will hinder our ability to be intimate with others. I really believe, because I've experienced it myself, that we can only be as intimate with people as we are willing to be authentic and intimate with God. If we hide ourselves from God, we will always hide ourselves from people. And guys, we are made for deep connections. I know you want to brave doing the deep work of awareness and confession and healing and befriending anxiety because it will benefit your whole entire life. It will benefit all of your relationships. 
So my homework for you, if you're into that sort of thing where you actually try to apply what you've just heard, is to admit the areas of your life where anxiety is surfacing and start talking to God about it. Ask him to show you what he wants you to do with it. He may give you some action plan or he may just ask you to confess all your honesty and let him do the rest. God is so uniquely relational with us, so I really have no idea what he may show you or ask of you. But if you'll turn your ear towards him, he will speak. So a prayer over you guys and myself. God, I ask you to give us ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts that are willing to pay attention to what you allow to surface in us. Because God, we want healing, we want wholeness, and we want intimacy with you. And if you can use our triggers of anxiety as an invitation to draw us near to you, then we accept that invitation and help us to respond in the way that is to our benefit and for your glory. That's all I have for you guys today. I'll be back with ways on how to actually befriend anxiety and use it for our benefit. So we've heard the benefits and then we'll talk in a few days about how to actually befriend anxiety. If this episode has encouraged you at all, I have three options on how you can do me a favor. One, leave a review on Apple Podcast. Or two, share this episode with a friend that may be struggling with anxiety. Or three, just screenshot this episode you're listening to, share it in your story on socials, and give me a tag, and I will put it on my stories as well. I will be back to you guys later.